Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? We are back with another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. We have a special guest on today's pod, Nico Carvacho. We were able to kind of just go over what the, the process has been like as he recovers through his torn ACL, what it was like to be back in Fort Collins, to watch a game in the stands, get love from the fans, all of that fun stuff. Before we get to that interview, something to keep in mind for our homeowners. With prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market, then you know how stressful trying to buy a house is right now. Especially in Colorado, it's crazy out here. Let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much stress. Just take some of that worry off your plate. As mortgage brokers, they're able to shop over a dozen lenders with many products to find the right fit for you. They want their borrowers to know who they're working with and not feel bounced around. They take the time to help their borrowers be as informed as they want every step of the way. And Mike and Virginia will take the burden off folks so they can focus on their home being a home, not just a house. When you go to dnvrmortgage.com, you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. You can also call Mike directly, though, at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472. Tell him Justin from DNVR Rams sent you. Or again, just go to dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, joining me on the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage, we've got the big chili himself, Nico Carvacho, recently in town for a big Orange Out win. What was it like being there as an alum? Was it kind of weird watching from the stands? Yeah, you know, it was definitely, <laughs> it was a different feeling, you know, sitting there and watching it. You know, you, you watched it on TV, you know, being overseas last year, you know, I got to catch the games that were early. Uh, this year, being back home, you know, we have a knee. I've been able to watch a lot more games. And, you know, watching it from the TV is weird. You know, you definitely like, oh, dang, I wish I was still out there. But, like, being, you know, in Moby for that game, especially that type of game, Orange Owl, full crowd. Um, you know, it was a buzzer beater. Definitely shouldn't have <coughs> been a buzzer beater. But, um, you know, you got we came away with the win. So that's all that matters. But it was definitely, definitely a weird feeling. How many people do you think came up to you and, you know, like asked for a hug or a pick? I mean, I, ima- I imagine it was just constant. Yeah, you know, but, you know, that's something that I really enjoy, though. You know, I, uh, I'm a, 
you know, it's, it's fun going back and, and seeing people still kind of remember you. And it's still, it's definitely a good feeling, you know, even though it, it was maybe, it was a lot of people um, coming up to me and doing all that. As you know, like you said, it was constant. Like every time I walked somewhere, it was Nico, Nico. And, uh, but, you know, that's always the fun part. You know, I didn't have any problem with it. And, you know, I'm just blessed to be able to be in that situation where, you know, I'm able to have that type of impact. Did you get to eat anywhere locally or like go out or anything like that while you're out there? Yeah, I might have hit the bars once or twice when I was out there <laughs> for good old time's sake, right? Um, but yeah, I hit Crazy Carl's. You know, I had to hit Crazy's. Crazy's is my spot. Um, where else? I went to Butters. That's right across the street from Moby, mm-hmm. the little breakfast spot next to Subway. Um, I went to I went to Jay's Bistro. Um, trying to think, where else I ate? You got a nice so, wide variety there. Yeah, yeah, teriyaki walk right across from. Oh, Moby. I love teriyaki walk. Oh, you ever had their bobas? Yeah, man, it was that was like my my summers in in college. I, I missed yeah. that. Yeah, the bobas. I used. I just remember. I used to always eat all that drink of boba, and I used to just knock out before practice or like on the weekends after a practice or something like that. That was my go-to. I miss it, man. I I miss living in Fort Collins. Um, oh, <laughs> just like drive, even like landing in the airport. You know, like, because, you know, you travel so much. So you're always in the airport. So you land in the airport and you're like, well, there's so many memories here. Like, this is so familiar. You know, and it's been two two years for me, at least, or something like that. Uh, so, you know, doing that and then you're just driving down. And you're seeing all the scenery and everything you see. And you get to Fort Collins. You're like, wow. I used to drive this every single day. You know, this used to be so natural and so normal for me. And now it's just like once in, you know, here and there time now. I know you guys got the charter every now and then, but it's, you know, not like a regular occurrence at, at CSU. Did you enjoy that experience though? The like getting to travel together as a team and going through the airport and just yeah. sneaking around and stuff. Yeah. You know, it was, it was fun. It was more fun probably when you're going there. Cause you know, you have practice in the morning and then you have that whole afternoon just to chill, go to the airport, you know, the bus rides were fun, the airports, you know, doing all that, the flight, but after a game, you know, you have to wake up the next day super early, get in that flight, come back. You know, that was the hard part. So chartering was definitely more of a more of a fun part or and more of a necessary part for me. Do you miss the Mountain West tournament at all? I mean, it's it's kind of like a blur, but it, I got I got to imagine it's got to be a unique experience as a team. Oh yeah, like going to the Mountain West tournament. Yeah, just like that whole process of trying to I mean, you guys obviously went to the championship game your your freshman year, but you know, like trying to battle it out and also getting to like hang out with some of the other guys around the league and then just that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's definitely it's a cool it's a cool time, you know, especially cuz you have all those other conferences that have their tar- tournament usually the same time as us. So you see there's a bunch of fans, sports fans everywhere and like you said you bump into like friends that happen to be on the other team and you catch up with them and it's definitely a fun environment you know it's definitely it is you know it's fun to get locked in and know that like it's a win and go home you know unfortunately i think my last three years it was it was more of a go home but uh you know that first year definitely made up for those i guess i was thinking about that year in general you guys had three like crazy games against san diego state i mean like the one in viejas gian goes down he drops 37 first of all but his game yeah, winning yeah. like circus layup and then yeah i think Emmanuel i hits out. it i either fouled out or i just didn't play the end of that game and i just remember sitting on the I, sitting on the bench and gene just hitting some crazy fadeaways in the corner and then he hit that 
Actually, no, it. No, I was in the game when he hit the game winner. Maybe you were in foul trouble then. So, like, you had to, like, sit for a while. Because I remember if he would have missed it, I think I would have been there for a tip in. Okay. I need to go back and rewatch that, actually. Because it's actually funny because I went back and rewatched um, that game against UNLV my wrestler junior when I had like 28 and 20. Mm-hmm. But we had the interference. Oh, that's in my, right. And it was on me. But in my head, I never went back and watched it because I did not want to know if I messed up or not. And I and I was at I was at lunch with Zay and, and Kendall. And we were talking about it. And I was like, dude, there's no way it was going in. It was going in. It was going in. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. And they're like, bro, I remember it was not. And I went back and watched it. And I was like, wow. hey man you're mr double double you contributed much more positively than you did negatively like it's everybody's gonna have a bad play uh, it's so you just look you just feel bad the words you just feel so dumb (laughs) but yeah those are some crazy games against san diego state that year that was what was it like playing with gian because i mean you mentioned he's just hitting some crazy shots i mean even just being like on the sidelines, you would I would just remember watching him be like, no, 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 okay, I guess he cashed it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gene and me are like, we're like, that's still like one of my best friends. Like we talk all the time. Um, but you know, he's one. He was just one of those guys that when he was on, it was incredible to watch. You know, but he, he it was so nice because you know he he played so hard too. So, you know, he wasn't he played defense. He was locked in, so he he definitely. I guess I guess you could say he definitely deserved to take some of those shots, or it was it was okay for him to take some of those shots. You know, you kind of live with those. I mean, he made way more of them than he missed. It was just yeah. Some of the times sure. it'd be like a step back with a hand in his face, and I'm just sitting there like, "What do you do?" Oh, it was nothing but net. Like, all right, he's one of those. He's one of those shooters where like he needs like a Jr. Smith or something. Like he needs a hand in his face, or he needs to contest. Like he does not like open shots. <laughs> he loves to hit that tough shot for some reason. She's just one of those guys. He had some crazy ones in that Mountain West tournament too. I remember where like his handles and stuff. I think a couple of those times he was just trying yeah. to show off, but that's okay because yeah, yeah. it was fun to watch. Yeah, no, yeah, he definitely was a very skilled player. Man, yeah. how's he doing? You said I know he had, he had a kid. Like it's everybody's yeah, he's doing up really now. well, man. He's doing really. He got a girl. He got a kid. Um, cute daughter Gianna. Um, I think she's. I think she might turn two this summer, maybe three. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, he's doing really well. I think he, he tore his meniscus. Um, about. I think he had surgery about two months ago, so I think he's starting to get back. He. I think he's like a month left, so you can start playing again. But I think he was in. He's in Ukraine, just killing it, you know. So yeah, he's doing well. Do you enjoy? The professional experience overseas so far. I mean, obviously, the the knee injury is tough, and then everybody's rooting for you to have a strong comeback. But mm-hmm. it seemed like you were like killing it up until that point. Yeah, it it, it really sucked because, like, you know, I uh, in Bulgaria was it was more of those one of those leagues that like I knew I could go out there and do what I did basically. But Germany was like, you know, it's it's a, it's a next level. It's like really big, and you know, it was one of those like I was. It was up and down preseason for me. Like one weekend I would kill it, the next weekend I would struggle. Next weekend I would kill it. But I was that was the second game of the season. So the first game, of course, foul trouble. You know, these refs, man. Um, they got me. So I only had like 12 and six in like 15 minutes, um, which is not terrible, you know. But the next game I was I came out on fire, you know. But it was crazy because 
at the beginning of that game, that's when my knee started hurting at the beginning. And I came out the first quarter and I was like, yeah, there's something wrong with my knee. Like, I don't know what's going on with it. Like, it doesn't feel locked. It doesn't feel safe. Like, it feels super loose. And I go back in the back into the locker room and we're doing some tests. And I go, oh, you're okay. So I'll go back in. And I, the second quarter, I go back in. I'm getting dunks. I'm doing layups. I'm getting rebounds, this and that. But the whole time, and I'm thinking in my head, like, this like, my knee could go at any second. But I thought in my head, I'm like, okay, like, something's just tight. You know, like, I had a tight muscle. Like, my hamstring's tight. So it's causing some yeah. issues. And then the third quarter, after halftime, I come out, I pick up a foul or two. I come sit down. So I'm sitting there for a long period of time. And I go back into the fourth quarter. And then probably within like two minutes, I'm in there. And I go to make a simple pass. I make a one-on-one hand pass like this. And I think I might have passed and I try to turn. Uh-huh. My knee just went boom, boom, like in and out. And I was just on the ground, man. Yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah. And what's crazy is like, you know, I never really knew because I never experienced anything like it or even like I never really had a teammate tear his ACL either. So like you just hear stories about it. Like, you know, you watch the NFL or something like it'd be confusing because sometimes you watch the NFL and dudes are by themselves, you know, and they just fall. And you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. So then the next day I go get an MRI and it's like, it's, you know, it's bothering me, but I have a game. That, and then we had a game on Friday and I'm telling the guys, like, yeah, I'll be good. Like, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be fine. And then later that day, my trainer comes to me. He's like, yeah, man, you tore your ACL. And I was like, bro, what? You know, so it was just one of those. So how long did you have to be completely inactive? Like, where are you at now? I mean, I imagine it's probably like close to a year in terms of recovery. Yeah. So they, you know, the six months mark is like, or like the fastest usually people come back. Uh, but that's usually people that are like kind of like on a time schedule and like they want to come back super fast. Luckily, luckily for me is that like I did it in Germany. So the insurance kind of takes care of me also. So I don't. And then like by the time they see by the time there's six months, then like the season's already going to be over for us. So me, I'm just really locked in on like coming in for the game ready for next year. That so really, sense, like, yeah, like nine months is usually like the, the probably like the best mark to where like they feel really safe about you playing. Up to a year, like you say, a year is like you're gonna be you're good to go. Uh, then they said like nine months is like a, I think they said like eighty percent is like um chance of retearing it or something like that. But it doesn't happen a lot. It's just like one of those things. Like it's not like like you said, a, a year is like you're fully healed, you're good. Um, but you know, I'm ahead of schedule, so I think I'd be able to. So hoping sometime this summer, I'll be able to start getting back out there and, and start playing basketball and getting ready for that stuff. I got to imagine that, I mean, obviously the, the, the physical process is, is tough, but I got to imagine that the, the mental process has got to be really hard too. Cause you go from, you know, playing all the time to just kind of being inactive. So, you know, first off, I hope you're, I hope you're okay. You know, I, you, you don't have to speak on anything that you don't want to want to talk about, but it's, has it just been weird, I guess, to go from being overseas, you know, playing and, you know, now you're back at home. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, I'm an open book, so I'll talk about anything, but it's like, uh, it's definitely, like I said, it's physical. Like, I'm every day, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, I'm in weight, I'm in, I'm lifting at 5 a.m. And then every single day, Monday through Friday, I do rehab. It's like knee specific stuff. So it's like a real, it's like 20 hours a week of just like you're going somewhere and doing something. And then on top of like coming here. So that's the physical part. It's like, you know, you're really getting after it. And today I freaking, 
today I started doing like, we started, I started being able to do like sprints with air bikes. Okay. Man, I did like <laughs> seven of them, bro. I was on the ground. I couldn't recover. Like, I was like, dude, this is crazy. Like three months out or maybe like three and a half or whatever it is now. You know, my dude, I was on the ground afterwards. I did like seven sprints on it and I was dead. But definitely like the mental is probably the hardest part. It's just like the everyday grind because it's not like, it's not like one of those where you're going to jump quickly. You know, it's not like a sprained ankle or like a, something like that where it's like, okay, like the first week or two is really bad. And next thing you know, it's not, it's not even there anymore. You know, so like I still every single day, like ice, I got to get a normal text. I got to do this and I got to rehab, stretch it. So you got to stay on top of it, you know, but the mental part, you know, it's just tough. Cause like, you know, me, like I, I had that shoulder surgery, but I played the whole year. So like, it's, yeah. I've never missed a season in my life, you know? So like sitting here and like, you know, I still watch their games and stuff like that. I keep up with them. And then like watch the CSU, it's just like, you know, it's tough not being to be out there and like, you know, everybody wants to be loved. You know, everybody wants to like get on Twitter after a good game or like, I don't care what no one says. Everybody likes that. You know, it's, it's just, no, it's a hundred percent. It makes it like, makes it kind of worth it in a way, like, especially like me, you know, I take a lot of pride in like being from Chile and like being able to like, you know, represent them at the highest level that I can. Yeah, you know, so, totally. So that's a part of mental battle of just like not being able to do that. And then, you know, it's just another mental battle. It's just, just long ass rehab, you know, it's nine months of everyday grinding, everyday doing this to come back and like, then, then then you're like, dang, like, am I going to be as good? Am I going to be better? How long is it going to take me to get back to my form? This type of stuff. So, you know, you kind of stay focused in that mental, but also it's just like, you know, it's like you got to take it day by day. You got to just be able to not worry about those things because, you know, all those things will take care of itself when it, when it comes. You know, I can't do anything about that now. So it's definitely a mental battle more than physical, if I'm going to say. You know. Yeah, I mean, it. I feel like you just can't get overwhelmed like you said you just kind of gotta handle what you can handle and and kind of see how it goes but i mean the cool thing like you mentioned with having the supporters in, in chile and in fort collins and right. now you know out there is you have a lot of people in your corner you got a lot of people yeah. pulling for you and that was extremely evident out in you know fort collins just seeing everybody so stoked for you to come back that had to feel good though especially after you know, like like you mentioned, you you got to have that really successful freshman year, which was weird in its own right, with you know some of the guys being ineligible and then not having a, a ton of depth. But yeah. you know, you, a lot of kind of turmoil and frustration, you know, throughout your career, it had to be nice to like come back and one see the program doing well and know that you played a role in in helping it get there. Mm-hmm. But two, you know, everybody getting that chance to be like, you know, thank you for for sticking by us and and not leaving. Yeah, you know, it's definitely like an emotional thing for me, you know, because of all like the the blood, sweat, tears, you know, that you, that I poured into it, all the ups and downs, you know, all the things that I, I went through. And, you know, it's just it, it makes it even better that knowing that I stay, you know, there's not a regret in my heart, not 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 stay or stay, you know, not staying, you know, just being here and like staying and coming back and helping this team, you know, me like I, my senior year, it was two sophomores and two freshmen, though, starting with me, you know, and just being able to, you know, help guide them and help lead them the best I could and try to set that culture, you know, um, for them and and seeing them and how they've grown on and off the court. You know, it's a it's a really cool thing. And it's it's really cool for me to see it and, and talk to them and 
and still be a part of it. You know, the coaching staff is great. You know, it's, it's you know, Coach Medved and Ali. And, you know, I got to meet uh, Coach Cooley and Coach Jones um, this weekend. And, you know, those are great guys. You know, they lost Coach JR and, and Thor, but those guys, you know, are, are just as good as people as them, as, from what I can tell already. So, you know, just being able to see how the program is, you know, continue to develop and get better. Uh, for the future has been really cool. You know, like you said, just being a part of that first, you know, kind of class and first kind of rebuilding period, you know, I wish I definitely wish I would have came to college a year, two, three years later, you know, to be a part <laughs> of it. But, uh, you know, we play different roles in life. So I guess that's what my role was. I was actually thinking about that. I was like, I'm glad you didn't have to experience the pandemic and, and going to school on that. And I'm glad I didn't have to experience that as a student either. Just that yeah. online school and like, you know, the the headache of all that and not being able to do anything and all that. But I was like, man, I wish Nico could have, you know, gotten an extra year of eligibility like all these guys. Like, you know, I mean, Adam and Kendall, they're seniors this year, but they're going to be able to come back if they want to. Like, it's, yeah, it's exactly. unique. And I, I know you wanted to go play professionally and, you, you know, you only have so many years to do it, but it would have been cool to see you get to kind of play with these guys, you know, throughout yeah. the run. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I always joke around with that and everything, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely, I mean, I feel like the pandemic definitely affected everybody, you know, um, especially being overseas, you know, for my first year during the pandemic and just like, you're alone, you know, I didn't, there was no way to go out. There's no way to meet anybody. So it's like practice back home, practice back home, but I'm pretty chill dude. So it's definitely something I can, I'm okay going home and play video games until the next day, you know? It's Me too, things. man, honestly. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely would have been, I think it would have been really dope if I would have had another year for sure. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet $5, get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If you're not a new customer, you can get in on the action with Super Bowl 56 props instead or the same game parlay. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet $5. Get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That promo code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, it's a massive sports weekend. CSU plays Fresno State Friday night. Sunday afternoon, they travel to Boise State. And then Sunday afternoon, we've got the last of the NFL action, the Bengals and Rams. You might be getting together with some friends. You might be hosting. If you need to bring something, if you're hosting, whatever it is, hit up Sexy Pizza starting February 12th through Sunday, February 13th. Our fans can get two 16-inch pizzas for $29.99 when they order online using the promo code SEXYSUPERBOWL. You might be wondering, what is Sexy Pizza? Well, with 13 years in the Denver community, Sexy Pizza is as local as it gets. A hand-tossed deck oven pizza with made-from-scratch each morning dough. They have a 12-inch, a 16-inch, or an 18-inch pizza, so they'll be sure to have the right fit. You can add on all the fixins, whether it's wings, salads, pasta, nuts, or dessert options. I love their knots, personally. Don't forget their vegan options. They have a 12-inch gluten-free crust 
and you cannot miss no matter what you get. To order online and get two 16-inch pizzas for $29.99, go to www.sexy.pizza and use the promo code SEXYSUPERBOWL. This offer is only available Saturday and Sunday of Super Bowl weekend. Make sure to get in on this while you can. Additional toppings and vegan cheese can be added for an extra charge. What's your favorite part about being, you know, in another country? And I know you've been in a, in a couple of them now, but you know, what's, what's the, the, is it just getting to experience like different stuff? I mean, I got, you know, my life has been very, you know, Denver metro area based, you know, I've been around the country a little bit, but I haven't really gotten to see the world. And I think that's one of the coolest parts and one of the most underlooked parts, you know, everyone's like NBA or bust NBA or bust. Yes. The NBA is the dream, but a lot come, you know, there's a lot of really cool opportunities that come with playing in, in Europe or South America or Australia or wherever it may be. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, like I said, everybody knows the NBA is the goal, still is my goal, you know, but there's different ways to get there. Obviously, not everybody's going to be a first round draft pick. Not everybody's going to be second round draft pick. You know, people are going to come from Europe. People are going to, you know, fight. Dude, look at Faku Campazzo on Denver. You know, the dude, it took him like a decade and he had a really a, won all kinds of awards. Now he's you know on a playoff team. Yeah, exactly. You know, and he's Argentinian, so I have a good little you know background on him. But um, yeah, he's a uh, you know like I said, it's just definitely that's the coolest thing for me is that being able to experience and see a different culture, um, see the way different people live, different how deep people operate. Uh, just last year, you know, playing for the national team too, I was able to go to Argentina, Colombia, Chile. Uh, Serbia with with and was in Bulgaria, Bulgaria, uh, Poland, Italy. Like I was able to go to all these different countries. In Germany, I was able to go to Prague for a training camp. Like it's just you know you get to see all these cool countries and you get to make memories. You know, and that's like outside of basketball. You know, there's the pressure of the basketball and want to perform, but it's also like when I get older, like I'll be able to tell these stories and I'll have pictures and I'll be able to, you know, just be able to say I did it. You mentioned that you watch you know, some of the games when you were out there, how, how much access do you have to like, what's kind of like going on in, in the U S I mean, obviously you have social media and stuff, but is it, is it hard to be able to like stream college basketball games or NFL NBA games? Uh, a little bit, you know, sometimes you got to find those, uh, illegal streams. Um, if you yeah, want to call it right. legal streams, you know, but you know, NFL is okay because I got there's actually an NFL got this NFL Game Pass International, so oh, you pay a hundred dollars and you get every single game, you get Monday night games, every single game. So it's a really cool thing that they did. I guess probably to try to spread, you know, NFL international. Hell of a deal, hundred bucks for yeah, every game. It was, you know, I got to watch my Giants. You know, uh, I got some questions for you. Don't even worry. Say less. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's, 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 you know, luckily I guess the issue, you know, we've been playing well. So in the Mountain West always gets that, um, you know, the, the Fox sports or the, the CBS sports or ESPN too. So those are kind of the easier ones to find. And the ones that they don't have it, they usually have their own stadium or CSU. That's true, I guess. Yeah. It's like so, the, yeah, the major networks are a little yeah. easier to find on the, the yeah, other sites. And then it's definitely not as far as 2022. Now we got YouTube. We got a bunch of different things that, you know, you can use nowadays. I guess I'll just ask right now, since since we brought it up with the, with the giants, what are your thoughts on, on the hiring? And I know there's a whole 
mess with the Flores thing, but we don't have to get into that. Um, they they brought in Dable, who's I I don't I I'm intrigued, man. I mean, you see what he did with Josh Allen, the the development, the the amount of points that they threw on the board. I thought they outplayed Kansas City in that playoff game. Yeah, um, I'm super excited. You know, we got a GM who's young, uh, Joe Scone, I think his name is, and he's very analytical and you know way better than probably Dave, Dave Gettleman and. Uh, you know, that Dable, and then we got the OC from he was a he was the QB coach and passing coordinator for the Chiefs. So he got to work with Patrick Mahomes, and uh, we just hired Wink something the old defensive coordinator from the uh, from the Ravens. So you oh know, wow, def- yeah, that's yeah. a that's yeah, a hell yeah. of a hire. So yeah, we're definitely like <sighs> striding in the right direction. I hope. Um, obviously, we had to do a lot of different stuff, you know, player wise. Um, but I think we're hopefully going in the right direction. You know, I'm, I'm tired of, it's been a long couple of years for me every year. Um, Oh dude, I get that, it. I'm a Broncos fan. We've been, I mean, we won a Super Bowl and that was great, but since then it's just been. Yeah. I mean, real. I get to watch Super Bowls. Um, yeah. so I was kind of spoiled as a kid, I guess you could say, and it's been rough since I've been, you know, in college and stuff. So it's definitely, definitely tough. You know, as a, we're all sports fans when our teams do well. It's weird to not have any of these guys anymore. I mean, Eli's gone, Peyton's gone, now Brady and Roethlisberger and Rivers. It's like my whole childhood. I'm just, I feel old. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But these young guns are pretty good. These That's true. There's, there's a lot of intriguing guys. I'd, yeah. I'd love if my team could get one for once, you know? And I mean, I, I think, I think you think Aaron's a possibility? I mean, it's got to be a possibility. I mean, I know he's kind of polarizing at this point, but I mean, at this point, like, I think he's an asshole, but I just, I want to win football games, so I'll take it. I love him because of that. I love him because of that. uh, He does love freaking drama. He loves the attention. You could just tell. He's just stirring the pot, dude. He goes out there and he says it, and he's like, watch how they react to this, and then he sits back. He goes to Pat McAfee's show, and he's just like, yeah, "Yeah, look at me, and I'm going to say whatever I say. But it's, it's funny, like, you know, I have a lot of people that are Broncos fans on the Twitter and people retweet a lot of stuff. And it's just funny to see how you interact and always get your hopes up. Every every day is a new quarterback that's going to come to uh, the Broncos. I hear Russell Wilson and, you know, you get Jerson Watson and all these different guys. So, and you'll probably end up with like Teddy Bridgewater again. I know, man. We're Broncos fans are, are many things, but we're re- very unrealistic about quarterbacks. But yeah. I mean, when you have Elway for two decades and then Peyton Manning comes over, it's hard because then you know the standard's oh. a little lopsided. But sure. yeah. I'm uh, I'm intrigued to see how. For for the record, um, I'm not scared to talk about like the Flores thing or anything like that. I'll just I don't think I have anything of of substance to add that hasn't been. Yeah, I don't there. I don't really know the depths and it's it's a lot of he say she say right exactly. now. Exactly, so. yeah, no. I don't even want to. I don't. I don't. I don't know enough either to even make a probably educated opinion or anything like that. Other than I'm, you know, hopefully it's not as bad as it can get. You know, exactly. I mean, the Broncos are in that lawsuit too. I think mm-hmm. anybody that follows the NFL understands that there's not enough minority coaches. I mean, you know, the sure. black players make up like eighty percent uh, of the workforce. So the the Dolphins hired the OC from the Forty Niners. Yeah, I guess he's a minority because his somebody on his side of his mom is is African American, so they got like th- two third round picks because of it or something like that. Oh goodness! 
Yeah, it's fun. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how they fix but it. Definitely the needs more minority for sure. I mean, was there like only two, maybe three? I think three now. If you if you count Miami, no. but um, yeah, it's I mean, it, it's clearly a problem. It seems. It seems. I don't. It's hard to say because I don't know these owners and I don't know where they come from, but it does seem pretty like blatant. It does. No, yeah. I mean, it's bunch of old white dudes with a ton of money and i think mm-hmm. historically we all kind of know how that plays out and yeah clearly i mean it's the rooney rule is not working i think they kind of tried to put a band-aid on the problem i will say you know again i i don't know how they fix the problem either and that's I'm what this, that's what i hated most is that you gotta make laws and mandates just for somebody to go higher like why didn't it it should be just so much more natural you would think just, it yeah you would yeah, think right? like but yeah. i don't know i maybe they need to talk to the nba the nba is obviously it's a i think part of it has to do with like where these teams are based you know nba is like very metropolitan liberal cities obviously but i don't know it's it's a whole ordeal it's disappointing to see but there's there's a plenty of you know little underbellies in sports where if you really get into it it can get kind of can get kind of disappointing last thing i don't want to take up too much of your time who's winning the super bowl man are you are you riding with the Bengals? you riding with the rams are you? Do you still rock with OBJ? That's exactly where I'm about to get at. Uh, OBJ is still one of my favorite players. Um, huge fan of his. So like, I would love to see him win a Super Bowl. I also I like Aaron Donald. I like Jalen Ramsey a lot too. Uh, Cooper Cup's a dog. I mean, I mean, I mean, they're know, a fun team in general. And the Bengals are too. I I like I like I like Joe Sixty. You know, I like to you know I like Jamar Chase. You know, I like all those guys. So like for me, is is more of like. I'm probably not gonna pick a side. Um, it's more of like I'm gonna bet the spread or the under or like <laughs> you know player props, something like that. Yeah, more totally. Because I I don't really care who wins. You know, whoever wins, whoever wins. But I, I think you're on the same boat with Vaughn Miller. Like I'm sure you would like to see him win another championship. Yeah, I mean, I he's one of my favorite players of all time. Right. I'd be okay with. I'd be okay with the Bengals too. You know, like they didn't win a playoff game. I think it was like since '91, and now they're in the Super Bowl. So that's crazy. <laughs> The yeah. fans deserve it. Um, yeah, who's your uh, who's your NBA MVP? I know I'm all over the place here, but who, who's no, your MVP good. right now? It's tough, you know. And you got Jokic; he's probably doing the most with the less right now. Or Jaw, I think Jaw should be definitely in that in that category. Um, he's so fun, man. He oh, like, that whole team is so fun. You know, they just, really like, are. Yeah, they really they're are. like they're a legit contender. It's like I don't. You know, I think they're probably, you know, just with the inexperience, they probably end up getting taken down in the playoffs. But yeah. the fact that they're doing this, like, they're for real. Yeah. I think Luca's another guy. You know, he's always a guy that starts off the season kind of like, oh, why is he out of shape? Why? And then he comes in and he's dunking on everybody and he's having 30-point triple-doubles and, you know, but... Play I step. can appreciate that though. Luca's like the kind of guy in the off season who's drinking beers and like that. He's like, oh, I'll be fine. And then he comes out yeah. and he's kind of fat and slow and then he kills it. It's just like, oh, yeah, it worked out. Um, I'm also, uh, you know, I'm probably, you know, I'm a big LeBron fan. Oh, so I got to I mean, put, he, he's, doing everything ever. he's doing everything he can. Um, but I think I, Steph, I think he's it's got to be like Steph, Embiid, or Jokic. For he's me. definitely slowed down a little bit um, since the beginning of the season stuff and the Warriors. But yeah, it's probably those three. I agree with you. I mean, yeah, it's tough to see. 
like who like you know probably those three who's your favorite big guy to watch like as a as a true five, like who do you enjoy watching the most at that position? Probably those two you named, Jokic and B. Like they're just so dominant. Like it's just like they're so good and it's so fun to watch. Like they just dominate the game, you know. It is crazy that we have. It's cool to see that, like that the the like renaissance of the big man, and it's not necessarily like Shaquille O'Neal style, like dunk on everybody's face. But I mean, you have Giannis and you have Embiid and Jokic. Yeah. And, yeah. And three international guys, too. You see those trades? No, what do you say? The uh, No, no, the trades, the NBA trades. Oh, today? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the Kings are doing, dude. Bro, both the Pelicans gave CJ McCollum. That's such a random trade. Like, what are they doing? They're not, you're not winning. Their GM's going to get fired, though, after this year. And so I think he's just kind of like, fuck it. Like, why should I tank? Like, I'm going to try and like make a run and try and make my case so I can get a job next year. Cause they got to They have like this whole awkward deal with Zion now. Cause like he like doesn't have a good relationship with the organization. It's like, who knows when he's going to play again. And, but if you're the Kings, like Halliburton's nasty and they just gave him away. Sabonis is good though. So, he is too, but I feel bad for him because he's going from Indiana to Sacramento, and I wish he could have gotten to a place where he would have been in the spotlight a little bit more. But or yeah, at least had a chance to win. You know, everybody knows that uh, the Kings are not a very—they're probably the worst franchise in the league, for sure. Oh, it's disappointing. Yeah. Anyways, man, it was it was great to catch up with you. It was great to see you in Fort Collins. Hopefully, you know you can come out again sometime or. You know, yeah, maybe I'm depending really, on the tournament situation, you could yeah, make it to I'm that. Yeah, I'm definitely trying to. I'm trying to come out for another game this year. Maybe, maybe Coach Ali wants me to come out for Wyoming, and you know, I definitely might hit Vegas um, for that conference tournament. That'd be fun, and then maybe wherever they go, you know, definitely try to make it out a couple more times before the season ends because I want the next opportunity. You know, hopefully, I you know I, I don't make any more games during seasons. You know, like but. You know, so I got to take the time while I can. Well, man, we always appreciate you out in Ram Nation. And, you know, like we said, just keep your head up through it all and, and know you got a lot of people in your corner. For sure. You know, it definitely means a lot. Like I said, going back there and, and seeing everybody and everything, and, you know, it's, I got emotional. You know, I don't want to, you know, I'm not a big crier, but it's definitely, it's definitely like cool seeing that and just seeing all the guys, and, you know, just everybody that stands. And it was definitely a fun time. So I appreciate everybody. You earned it, man. You earned it. And it was an easy road, but you know, I, like I said, it's, I, I think we've talked about this before, you know, and with your decision to stay and, and, you know, Nico Medved kind of talking about, you know, like, you know, being able to still come back and stuff and, you know, have your community and, and not like you wouldn't have been able to, if you transferred out, but it, you know, you and, and Trey McBride, I think are, are kind of revered in just a different way for, for sticking by CSU. Yeah. You know, it's definitely, that's the loyalty part is definitely a big reason why I wanted to come back. You know, it's definitely my leave a legacy. You know, that was my biggest thing I used to always say was that leave that legacy. And, you know, it's cool to see it live up to like what I expect, you know, what I, what I wanted it to be, you know, through the hard work and everything else. But, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely good to come back and just, you know, have a good time. Like I said, man, great to, great to see you. And I hope we get to see you at, at more games this season. Uh, I know Ram Nation would love to to give you more love, but 
Maybe let him have a beer too, guys. You know, get the picture and then get out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, nah, hey, come up to me. Like I said, I'm like I said, I'm open book, so I'm here to talk and I'm here to take pictures or talk to you, whatever it is. I only seem to write when the words they don't come to me. I'm staring at this page and I swear it stares back at me. And read between the lines, see the blank and all the happenings. It's been 35 and I ain't even wrote like half a thing. Rhymes that make sense, but more lines that didn't. I was walking with my headphones, heavy bumping pivot, simplistic white pages. They dreaming we were famous. They say they like the cadence, mark the summers like cicadas. And features those ain't favors. My mood brings an alligator. Spit like Vader with the saber, steady kicking it like Prater. Staring at white pages. It's habitual behavior, check the flavor, that's some sage advice But confidence a great disguise, and certain lines are idolized Like yeah, I'm fine and I don't mind, it's out of sight, it's out of mind And I've been dwelling on my past just to see what I can find Lost and found memories of places I designed And my imagination's different now, but I swear that I